name of Jesus. Hallelujah for the one that reigns. Wonderful. Hey. Something is happening here this morning. Something is happening here this morning. Wow. Wow. This is awesome. 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 Hey. Glory. I tell you, this is a new beginning for David. This is a new beginning for David. I've never heard his voice like that. The anointing is too much. Wow. That's a new beginning for him. And that voice will be amplified in Jesus' name. Let's raise our hands to heaven. To the one that reigns. To the one that reigns. To the one that reigns. Lord, we thank you because you reign in the affairs of men. You are awesomely awesome God. There is nothing impossible with you. Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning. Father, take all the glory in the name of Jesus. Give all of us a new beginning. Lord, let something wonderful happen in our life this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Sit down majestically and welcome your neighbor to church. You are just welcome. And I'm welcoming you. You are not shaking somebody's hand. Ah, ah, but now. Amen. Praise the Lord. I pray that this morning you are going to have a testimony. And that your testimony will be permanent. And that this month will be a month of new beginning. A month that you will not forget in a hurry. Something new will begin to take place in your life. In the name of Jesus. Two verses that the Lord opened my verse to this week about new beginning is what I'll be preaching on. Can target anointing for new beginning or grace for new beginning. That part two or part three. And that is in Luke chapter 5 verse 37. First Samuel chapter 10 verses 6 and 7. Talking about new beginning. If new beginning is important to you, look at what Jesus says in Luke chapter 5 verse 37. No one put new wine into hot wine skin or eggs the new wine will burst, the wine skin be spilled, and the wine skin will be ruined, will be destroyed. And when Jesus was talking about new wine and the new wine skin, he was basically talking about content and the container. That no one puts new thing into an old vessel. Otherwise, the new thing has the capacity to destroy the container. You have to understand this. That's what Jesus is saying. 
So if you pray for a new thing, you must have a new life that can contain it. It's a simple, straightforward message. It's a most of the time we want new thing, but we are still in our old format or old self. You know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they love religion, they love activity, but they don't want a new life. They observe so many things that has to do with the law. In fact, here where Jesus mentioned this, they were talking to Jesus that your disciples do not fast. They don't do religious things. And Jesus said, no, not time yet. The container, the vessel, is much more important than the content. You have to make the vessel stronger to take the new wine before you give the new wine. What Jesus Christ is talking about here is about if you want a new thing, your life must be ready to accommodate a new thing. Because when new things come and your life is not ready, new things can destroy you. Can you see that now? Okay, look at it again. First Samuel chapter 10, verses 6 and 7. Prophet Samuel was talking to Saul, the new king, about to become the new king when he anointed him. Then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. You will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. You will be different from who you are right now. Look at verse 7. The benefit of being turned to another man. And let it be. When these signs come to you, that you do as occasion demand, for God is with you. You have whatever you want. When you are prepared for new things, new things happen to your life. In other words, most of the time we are praying for new things, there is probably something that is hindering the new thing in our life. God is saying, prepare your vessel for new things. If new things will take place in your life. Very important. Very, very important. I'm going to share three things with you that you have to do or accommodate for new things to take place in your life. Number one thing you have to do is the interpretation of your dream or vision. Acts chapter 8, verse 29 to 38. The Lord spoke to Philip. Go and join that chariot. He joined the chariot. And uh, he saw the man reading. And the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. Quickly, quickly. So the Philip ran to him and had him reading the prophet Isaiah. And said, Do you understand what you are reading? Verse 31. And he said, How can I, unless someone guide me? And he asked Philip to come up. And to sit with him. Verse 32. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before his shearer. He is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Verse 33. Verse 33. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And we will declare his generation. For his life is taken from the earth. Verse 34. 
So the Enoch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or some other man? Verse 35. We are going to touch it fast. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preach Jesus to him. He explained to him what he was reading. He explained to him what he did not understand about the scripture. He started from where he was reading and he started talking to him that this scripture that you have read is talking about Jesus. Now as they went the road, they came to some water and the Enoch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? What hinders me? What can hinder me? And the man said, Nothing. Because you have received understanding, interpretation of the scripture, nothing can hinder you from having a new beginning. No man can stop you. Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Verse 38. Look at verse 38. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and Enoch went down into the water and baptized him. And that was a new beginning. Not only for this man, but for the entire African race. Yeah. Somebody need to interpret your dream to you from a confusing state to a place of clarity. Somebody need to interpret what you are reading that you don't understand. You need somebody. You need to get a new revelation from what you don't know to what you need to know. Somebody need to do that. You cannot have a new beginning until you begin to have this revelation of your dream. Because dream in itself will not take you into a new beginning. It is the interpreter. Somebody that will tell you step by step to get there. You need the ministry of dream interpreter. Not the one you dream in the now I'm talking about. Oh. Dream that you have over your life for your vision or your dream to be a reality. The Topia Enoch was blessed because God gave him light. John chapter 9 verse 5. Jesus said, As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. I interpret people's dream to them in clear form so that they can actualize it. Lord, this is my dream. This is the kind of person I want to be. Lord, show me my dream and help me to get it. In this same John also chapter 9, beginning from verse 48 to 41, Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world that those who that think that they see might become blind. And those who that come to him to see that are blind, that come to him might see clearly. Look at verse and Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world that those who do not see may see. And those who see may be blind. Verse 40. Verse 40. We are going to 41. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him had this word and said to him, Are we blind? 
are we blind also? Verse 41. Verse 41. Jesus said to them, If you are blind, you will have no sin. If you accept the fact that you need somebody to help you to see, you will have no sin. You have no entrance. If you know you don't understand how to move from where you are to where you want to get to, there is no problem. But the problem is this. But now you say we see. Therefore, your sin remains. Jesus Christ is saying that you need me to shed light into your dream for you to see it clearly. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and 2. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Darkness and confusion will cover the world. Gross darkness the people. But his light will shine on you. Until that light shines in your heart, there is no clarity. Until that light shines on you, you'll be confused. In Genesis chapter 41, verse 25 to 32, in fact from verse 1, Pharaoh had a dream that he could not understand in the night. It was a terrible dream. A fat cow and thin cow a good crop, mace, and a thin mace. The thin cow hits physically, swallow up the fat cow, and the door change. Nothing change. With that mace, swallow up good one that is looking fresh, and the door change. So he woke up in his dream and was confused. And was looking for somebody that will interpret the dream to him. Then they brought Joseph in verse 25. Put on verse 25 first. Genesis 41 verse 25. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what is about to do. May the Lord show you what is about to do in your life. But you know, even if you hear a message and you don't have the correct interpretation, you cannot apply it to your life. Even if you have a dream, about your future. You have a plan and there is no interpreter that will tell you this, how to go about it. You cannot apply it to your life. And Joseph, from that simple dream, is he talking about the future? He was talking about what will happen in 40 years time. 40 years! And how to plan your life to actualize that particular dream of prosperity. He was talking about 40 years time. If you can see 40 years clearly from here, there is no way you can be poor. 40 years. You have a blueprint of 14 solid years ahead of you. 14 solid years. So you are not just eating and waking up and sleeping and, eat and waking up, but you have a plan 14 years journey. There is no way you can be poor now. So he now told Pharaoh the dream. This is what will happen. There will be seven years of abundance. The land will be filled with provision and wonders of God's provision everywhere. There will be prosperity. He said, but shortly after seven years, there will be another seven years of great famine. The famine will be so severe that nobody will remember there was ever abundance in the land. He said, because it will consume whatever you think was abundance. 
everybody will feel it. it. He said, but the reason why God show you is because God wanted to do something about it. Choose a man that will be responsible for the storing of food in the seven years of abundance so that the land can be preserved. We need dream interpreter. I want to go to the university. You need somebody that will interpret the dream. If you're going to go to the university, this is the pathway. I want to be a professor. You need a dream interpreter. The person will tell you, this is the easiest way to go. I want to have abundant prosperity. You need somebody that will sit there and tell you, this is the way to go about it. You don't just walk through life laboring. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15 says, the labor of a foolish man wearieth him. Wearieth him. The labor of a foolish man. He said, he does not know how to go to the city. He's just wandering. May you never be a wanderer on the heart. The labor of fools wearies them. For they do not even know how to go to the city. They don't know how to get to their destination. When you don't know how to actualize your dream, you become a wanderer in life. Somebody must tell you step by step, ladder by ladder, how you need to get to where you are going. You can actually plan your life if you know where you are going and somebody is interpreting them to you. You are not waiting for chance. You are climbing ladder day after day. And you know the ladder you are climbing will take you to a place of reality. You need that ladder. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18 says, The path of the just is a shining light. It's a path of light that shines brighter and brighter until that perfect day. Isaiah chapter 42 verse 16 Isaiah chapter 42 verse 16. What does Isaiah 42 16 says? I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. May the Lord bring you by the way that you do not know. May the Lord lead you to greatness. May the Lord give you genuine interpreter of your vision. May your vision in life become a reality. May you not live an ordinary life. May the Lord give you an extraordinary supernatural life in the name of Jesus. I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and cook places straight before them. This thing I will do for them and not forsake them. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, give me light. Help me to know the road I have not walked before. Help me, help me to know the path I have not walked before. Make darkness light before me. Every cook places make them straight. Do this thing for me in my life. And do not forsake me. Wherever you want to get to tomorrow, may the Lord take you there. How many of you are going somewhere? How many of you have dream? May your dream become a reality. May you not become a guest worker in the name of Jesus. May you not become a wanderer on the heart in the name of Jesus. Psalm chapter 36 verse 9 says, With God is the fountain of life. With God is the fountain of abundant life. 
with God is the fountain of life. And in your light, we see light. It is in your light that we see light. As we are getting more interpretation of God, interpretation of God's word, you see your own path to greatness. You see your own path to greatness. Where you get more interpretation about Jesus, you now locate your own name in the Bible and what God wants you to do to be great. Luke chapter 5, beginning from verse 5 to 7. Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. But Jesus was sitting in his boat to preach. He listened to Jesus. Let's read from verse 3. Read from verse 3. Read from verse 3. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from his boat. Jesus used his boat, his vessel, to teach the multitude. He also sat down and was listening. Put on verse 4. Verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. Verse 5. Verse 5. And Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I what? I can't hear you. I what? I will do what? In other words, you try this week, nothing work. You decide to come to church. And at the end of the message, there's an instruction from God, either from the message or from what the Holy Spirit is interpreting the word to you. You are now saying, God, I tried last week. It didn't work. But because the message this week says, I am going to have a new beginning. At your word, I will try again. That's what he's saying. Because you are saying so. Not because I am sure it's going to work. Because we have tried the technique you are teaching us. In fact, sir, with all ability, we can say we are more professional than you. But because your word is superior to our own knowledge, your word is superior to my thinking, your word is superior to my failure, your word is superior to my trial. If your word is saying that anew afresh, I will try new things. Boom. He tried. And others came. Because it is in his light that we see. You said, eh, but pastor, I have done everything. You have done what you thought you knew. There are so many things that you don't know. That God is still going to teach you. That's why I say, come unto me. And I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you have not known. There are some things that you, have, you are limited in your knowledge. You are limited in your experiences. You are limited even in your professional career. There is only one God that always has new things to say at all times concerning your life. Even what you know about your life is not complete. Now I know something about myself. I know. I've, nobody knows me more than myself. There is somebody that creates you. He has the manner of your life in his hand. He knows you more than everything. So let him speak into your dream into your life. Let him interpret it and tell you, 
there is something you have not done. Because for you to say, I have tried everything, you are just being arrogant. You have not tried everything. There are some things that you don't know. God has the master plan of your life in his hand. And you know, after I had that affest, he bowed down before Jesus and began to worship him. Ma, sir, I don't know you are this big old. I'm very sorry before I spoke. You are the Lord. Ah, you are king. You are my Messiah. Ah, you are everything. Jesus said, forget about it. Beginning from now, you become what? Fissers of men. And Jesus appointed him as a disciple. That's the greatest appointment. He thought it was all about fish. But Jesus was talking about his life. There's something bigger than you. And I pray you will get there in the name of Jesus. There's something bigger than what you are doing now. Allow him to interpret your life into you. Don't be so, feel so satisfied, contented, that you don't even allow God's word to penetrate into your heart again. That you don't know what God can say. Say, I've been to churches. <coughs> I have prayed. I have done everything. You have not done everything. You have only done things that you thought that you know. And I pray this morning that the Lord will interpret your life into you in the name of Jesus. And you move from glory to glory in Jesus' name. Number two things that leads to a new beginning is responsibility. And Jesus kept emphasizing this because he knows that a generation will come that we are going to be shifting the blame on the devil. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 8 and 9, Proverbs 23, verse 1 and 2, Romans chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Where are we now? Let's read Matthew first. If, look at this. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off. Have you read something like this in the Bible? <laughs> okay, let's continue. No, okay. If your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. Cast it away from you. It is better for you to enter into life lame or maimed rather than having two hands, two legs to be cast into everlasting fire. Does this not shock you? <laughs> I don't know whether you have read this. The way Jesus is talking. Look at what he says in verse 9. Verse 9. Look at what Jesus says in verse 9. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Pluck it out. Go to the surgeon. What, what, what was just saying? Pluck it out. Cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire. Oh, wow. This is too much. Okay. What Jesus Christ is saying is this. Be responsible for your life. You can't be irresponsible and be expecting greatness. Be responsible. He did not say uh, to physically cut your hand or cut your leg. Jesus is preaching you to be in charge. Stop blaming people for your failure. Stop blaming governments. Stop blaming organizations. Look, there are so many of us that the devil does not even know. Because what you have is too small for him to tempt you. It's too small. He doesn't know you. He just has one small demon. Because your class, if it does anything to you, nobody will know. Please sit down. 
Jesus here is preaching that you must be responsible for your future, for your life, for your everything that you are doing. You must take responsibility. Stop dragging yourself into evil and not blaming God. That's what Jesus is saying here. Pastor, I don't understand. Put on Proverbs chapter 23, verse 1 and 2. See another word of wisdom from the wise man. Look at what he says. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, consider carefully what is before you. Watch what this Solomon is saying. Verse 2. And put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. This one say, restrain yourself if you know you don't have manner when it comes to food. Or the food that you are eating there can kill you. Restrain yourself. Discipline yourself. Be responsible for your actions. And what Jesus is saying. Be responsible. Because the only way to greatness and new beginning is responsibility. That's the price. You must be a responsible person. Be responsible for your income. Be responsible for the expenditure. Be responsible to the future. Be responsible. Because if you live a life of irresponsible for so many years, when you are old, you will regret it. You will, I tell you, you will regret it. You will pity yourself that you don't have clothes even to wear. Or that you are not relevant again. Because when you are young, you have chosen irresponsibility. There are some people that are not responsible for what they eat. They eat things that will destroy them. And you know the way God has made human beings. When you are young, you can eat anything. But you are clocking 30. Your body will begin to give you a sign. That my friend, I'm giving up. If you don't give up on this, I'm giving up on you. And before you know it, it will move down and move down and move down and will develop into something very big. Because we refuse to take responsibility. Your body is your personal property to be taken care of. Nobody will do that for you. Nobody will do that for you. And your body, physical body is not eternal. It's not eternal. So it must be cared for. You must be in charge. In charge of good sleep. In charge of good rest. In charge of the activity that you do. I want to put in. Because there is burden. Oh, let me use the word body. Responsibility. Even in freedom. Freedom does not mean that you are free to do what you like. When the Lord created man in Genesis chapter 2 verse 16, he said, of the tree, put it there so that you can see, even where there is freedom, God will put responsibility. Genesis chapter 2 verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. So, shortly after he said freely eat, he said verse 17, Of the tree of this you shall not eat. You shall even in eating everything. He, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. 
For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. I think, sir, I had the word freely hit. Why, but you must not hit this one. There is responsibility in freedom. The fact that you are free does not mean that you are not responsible. But of you say, I'm free. I can live the way I live. If you live the way you live, you will die. If you do what your flesh wants you to do, you will die. You will not have a future. If you eat everything you feel like eating, you will die. That's what he's saying. I have given you everything to eat. But this one, you must not eat. For the day you eat it freely, you will die. So even though I've given you everything, still be responsible. Still be responsible. Because if you are not responsible, you will die. Romans chapter 8, verse 13 and 14. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 13 and 14. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. That's responsibility. How do you do it? By the spirit. You mortify your flesh. You say to yourself, I can't do this thing by the spirit. Lord, I know this thing is not right. And I'm not going to do it. By the spirit. By the spirit. Oh. Just as like you say, you don't tempt the devil. You don't tempt the devil. You don't tempt the devil. It's Sunisa. But you tempted the devil. The devil was not coming to your house. You tempted him. If you live according to the flesh, you will die. If by the spirit you mortify, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many, verse 14, that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You must be led. Can't say you are free and you are not led. Or you become lawlessness. The fact that we are free from sin does not mean that we don't obey direction. Every greatness begins with responsibility. Every beginning, you must be responsible. You must be a responsible person. You can never occupy a new position without responsibility. It is not devil. It is just natural that every height in life requires a new responsibility. You must be in charge. In fact, the older you grow, the more you must know you must be in charge of your life. The more you must know you are in charge of your life. By October, I'll be 57. By October. And the more I grow, the more I know that I must be in charge of my head. The more I know. I know. I know there are days. Sit all long, eat anything I can eat, and still sleep anyhow. But I know if I don't want to be under that drug, under anything, I have to know when to sleep, when to wake up. I'm going to sleep where? That's the way to do it. Be in charge. Be in charge. Be responsible. Be responsible. Genesis 25, 30-34. I don't like reading this, but this is a very important fact. Because this fact also was collaborated in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 17. And I pray God give you understanding. Maybe I read just two more. Or three more, so that you will willfully, not that I'm forcing you, accept responsibility and know that there is a great future for you. Look at what the Bible says. Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew 
for I'm very weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Verse 30. But Jacob said, Sell your birthright as of this day to me. How many of you remember this story? Okay. Verse 32. Esau said, Look, I am about to die. So what is this birthright to me? If you say you will die, you don't die. Go. <laughs> But you don't die. You know, this is how people think. Ah, you don't quit any time. Tell you about jelly yolk before. Tell you about what phone call. Tell you about live the ninety years. Kila yo amani jema to ba jelly yolk better. You know that's how people think. Even World Bank can't jelly yolk. But when you jelly yolk, say what about World Bank is not here. Who will help you pay your own? Who will help you pay your own? Think for yourself. Please sit down. Look at what he says. Esau said, look, I'm about to die. So what is this bad right to me? Verse 33. Then Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his bad right to Jacob. Why are you now calling Jacob a cheat? What you have sold, you want to get by Makaruru. You sold it willfully. Put on verse 34. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Olu. Then he ate and drank. And rose. And went his way. Does Esau despise his birthright? He was not disciplined. Esau was not a responsible person. Don't say, hey, what is your home? Do you know what happened at the bedroom when he was selling something? God never said that to Jacob. One day in the Bible, God does not think the way a man thinks. God sees what you are doing in your closet. He sees it. The father was not there. The mother was not there. But destiny was prepared here. It was an agreement between two brothers. Blessing of the birthright in the Bible is the blessing of double portion inheritance and to be the head of the family and Olorebi must always be the head of blessing because we have double portion of everything that there are every other children may have that is if the father is own 10 houses and they want to give two two to each you must be entitled to four if the father is losing the blessing you must be entitled to double portion blessing. Whatever the father carry as the firstborn, you must receive double portion of it. And somehow, somehow, Jacob was intelligent. He knew that this boy carried something more than food. But the boy said, I'm nobody now. When you see, I say you are nobody, you become Dankara. You are not responsible. You don't know what you carry. You say you are nobody. They will take it away from you. I know the painful part of this story was that he sold his birthright with a plate of food. Not a lifetime food. If you are going to say something, know his words. If you are going to feed me for the rest of my life, I give it to you. If you feed my children forever, I give it to you. He didn't do that. Irresponsible people die cheap and they die poor. He responsible people, they waste their resources 
I did not blame everybody for it. They waste their resources. Look at Hebrew chapter 12, verse 17. Look at how the Bible is warning us. Hebrew chapter 12, verse 17. Let's read from verse 15. Maybe you'll get a full understanding of this. Hebrew chapter 12. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, you will be a responsible person. That's what the Bible says. Look carefully that you don't fall short of the grace of God. It's talking to abundant grace church people. Look carefully. Lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this many become defied. Verse 16. Verse 16. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. The Bible call it Moses. Okay, sold what he possesses. Look at what happened in verse 17. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he find no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. The irresponsibility of today can cause a great destiny tomorrow. I'm telling you the truth. Irresponsibility of today can cause a great destiny tomorrow. So be responsible. Ah, I want to be careful. Don't be careful. Be in charge. Take care. Take charge. Be responsible. Be responsible. Responsibility is what give birth to new beginning. Even Joseph said, choose a man that will be in charge. Choose a responsible man. A wise man that will be in charge. So that the nation can be preserved. What preserves family is responsibility. When a man is responsible, the family will be strong. When a woman is responsible, the family will be strong. When you have two irresponsible people, they give back to cheap poor people. Generational poverty. People are not responsible. But when you decide to be responsible, life gets better. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. Maybe we'll read that and move to the next one. Very quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter what? Chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. Let me tell your neighbor, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. Say it again. Say, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. I like this. I'm responsible. I will not live in bondage. I won't live in bondage. I won't put my life under bondage. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful to me. I will deliberately choose things that will be helpful to my future. That's what he's saying. All things are lawful. Is it a sin to eat? It's not a sin. I like coke. I like coke. Is it a sin to drink coke? It's not a sin. But it may not be helpful to your system. If you are now addicted to drinking coke, you are not better than a drunkard. I was a drunkard in your own way. You are a drunkard. 
because you are under bondage. All things are not for me, but I will not be under any bondage. I'll be responsible for my life. All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful to me. I will not deliberately do things that are not helpful to my future. I will not. Put on verse 13. Verse 13. First Corinthians 6 verse 13. Food for the stomach and the stomach for food. But God will destroy both of them. Now the body is not for sexual sin or sexual immorality. But for the Lord and the Lord for the body. That's the Apostle Paul. The Apostle of pray of, of grace. Talking about how he maintained discipline in his life. And I can show you people that enjoy the beginning of the Bible. You, are, you always see one mark. They are always in charge. They are always in control. You don't meet them in a corner and they will say it is the devil. You don't meet people like that. Among great people. When you see success, you have seen a man that is responsible. Things don't just happen. People make it happen. And they make it happen by taking charge. They are in charge. They are responsible. Spend anyhow this month. Spend anyhow last, ne- next month. Spend anyhow the, the, the other month. You spend anyhow the rest of your life. One day you become a beggar. Because it is not all the days of your life you be able to work for yourself. There will be a time you are going to be tired. One day you become a beggar. Very important. Responsibility. Give birth to new things. The day you talk to yourself to be in charge, new things will begin to happen in your life. That's why I love David. The difference between David and Saul is sense of responsibility. David, you have seen, ah, he tore his dress. He said, I cry for repentance. They told Saul the same thing. You have seen. He said, it is the people around me. I didn't see. I did not see, no. It is the people around me that say I should disobey God. Who was having the charge to obey God? Is it not you? He said, the people around me say we should keep some animal. It is the people. People that shift blame on other people, they don't make it in life. They told David, there was a king that did this thing. He took another man. He said, ah, that man that did that thing is a bad thing. In fact, you should be killed. He said, you are the one. He said, I'm the one. You took so so wife, for his wife. He tore his dress. He went on fasting. That is a man after God's heart. A man that will be responsible for his actions. Not a man that will be laying, laying, laying blames and excuses. Be complaining about you know one thing about people that are responsible, they hardly complain. That's one thing you know about them. They hardly complain because they are always in charge. Always in charge. They are always in charge. They are always at the driver's seat. They don't complain about life. They don't. I don't think everybody is complaining. Not everybody. Even Nigeria now are complaining. People are in charge. Because God will always give you choices. Take responsibility and new things will happen in your life. Okay, number three. Number three things that give back to new things is forgiveness. You must forgive yourself and forgive others. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. God commended his love towards us. In that way we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. But have what? Everlasting life. Forgiveness is what gives birth to new things. 
ability to forgive yourself and ability to forgive other we bring new things into your life even in genesis chapter 45 verse 3 and 4 when joseph saw his brethren and they were afraid to come near him say i'm forgiving you verse 21 don't be arguing about this sin on your way don't talk about your sin i'm forgiving you when their father died, he said, I've forgiven you. Three times he said it to them. I've forgiven you, I've forgiven you, I've forgiven you. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 4. Okay. we read that one later. Just wait. Wait. Let's read this one. And forgive us our sin, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us, who sin against us, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. May the Lord deliver you from evil in Jesus name. I learned something this week. It's not everybody that offend you that we apologize to you. Because we are different. It's not everybody that offend you that feel that you should come and apologize and say I'm sorry. But somebody that offend you, when that person greets you again, he has apologized. Greeting you is apology. My husband offended me and you have not been talking for two days. And now came, only good morning. He has apologized. Take that. Uh, that's a Bible revelation. I will show you. It's a Bible revelation. Somebody has not called you for the past one year. He now called you. He has apologized. That is the apology you need. You don't need more than that. You don't need to sit down and iron things out. Forgiveness does not come by a The more you say it, the more you are going to be remembering the person's sin. And you are likely you to have something that will hurt you again. Because, let me tell you something you don't know. In between offenses, there are great wars. Wars. Wars is most of the time what give back to offenses. In the process of settling issues, the person that you think offended you, you have also offended. He will also say something that will still hurt you. Please see that. He will say something again that will hurt you. That you will think about for another two weeks. Because somehow, somehow, the person that offended you is also hurt one way or the other. You have also said something that you don't know. But the way to live a good life, a life of new beginning, is to live a life of forgiveness without asking the person to apologize. Nobody apologize. Adults don't apologize. We don't. Because we are differently made. My wife will tell me, family yato. And that is the truth. You may not want to believe it. We are different human beings. What we need to do is to accommodate each other. There is no perfect church. There is no perfect person. There is no perfect couple. There is no perfect society. Every society, what they do to enjoy freedom and is to accommodate each other. This is who this person is. Respect them and accommodate them for that. That's just it. I took a time out. I told my wife, I want to see one of my friends that I feel must have been offended. 
when our daughter served with me. So I call him. I mean, but anytime you always call me for, but he has been calling me as a reduce. Maybe he called, maybe I call him two or three times. So I say, I must see him. Where are you? He said, Oh, brother Amos, I'm going for a program. I say, Where is the program? I'm in Ibadan for a wedding. I'm coming to see you. He said, Ah, I say, Oh, baby, when I finish, I say, You won't come. I've been in Ibadan before. And I say, I'm in Ibadan. You did not come. This time around, I really want to come and see you. So I left them at reception and I went and I located him. And I said, Look into my face. We wrote jump together in my mother's house. You know me, my HSC. Tell me what really happened. Say, Brother Amos, I told you I want to take responsibility of my daughter. I said, Sorry, I could not. Because what I expect to meet in her is not what I met. We were just forcing her to be under me. So I left her. I could not. I'm a human being. And I could see in his word some of the things that he felt that he did not say. I said, I know that. But if you feel that I've offended you, I'm sorry. I know you are blessed in your own way. And he said, Bremos, you are too much. Let's forget about it. I forgive you. We are friends. Nothing can separate us. And I left. And he called me. He was the only one that called me after I returned. Where are you, Bremos? Are you at home? The way he used to care, he returned it. If I want him to apologize for his daughter, that quarrel will never finish it. He said, you know, children are different. I mean, be different to you. I say, sorry, I could not. That's the way we are. We are different. Family diverse. Human be diverse. Human be diverse. What you have to do is to just accommodate. If somebody say good afternoon, he has forgiven you. Greeting is enough for forgiveness. I told my wife, some people that did not greet me last time, they were now greeting me, embracing me. I said, ah, what is it all about? You want to keep me? Yeah, nice to you that you are saying you are perfect if they start counting your own sin will you be perfect say, I want to settle it I want, people that want to settle don't settle they don't settle for life the easiest way to settle quarrel is greeting good morning forgive and forget good morning is enough to settle quarrel you fought last night before you sleep as a couple the next morning, your husband said, Good morning. Say, ah, Good morning, my honey. That is enough. Stop. You know, couples that don't settle issues, they talk a lot. And in the multitude of wars, you are going to find sin. You will lie. If you are talking too much to settle issues, you will lie. You will lie. You don't talk too much to settle quarrel. Don't talk too much. Mukafe, how you and out, Nani? Stop ironing it out. It can never be ironed. Because that person is not you. And you are not going to change him. Or change her. You, you can't change anybody. 
Because we see from different perspective. We see life from different perspective. Can you imagine now? You say, well, you, want to, you want to change me at 57? You want to change me? You can't change me. I can't change you. You are adults. You come from different backgrounds. And what makes it worse, even for a pastor, is that if he that is receiving from God, will you change God? If I say something now and you are annoyed, and I say God told me, do you think I will listen to you? I will listen now. That will not make, what makes it worse. But among ourselves, greeting is enough forgiveness. Greeting, greeting is enough. Greeting is enough. Forgiveness is what gives back to Newton. Because when the brother of Joseph show up, he say, "Ah, do not take this thing on yourself. Put there." Genesis forty-five, beginning from verse three. Genesis forty-five, beginning from verse three. He said, "Do not take this thing upon yourself." Then Joseph said to his brother, "I'm Joseph. Does my father still live?" But his brother could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. Verse four. From verse four. And Joseph said to his brother, Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Verse 5. But now, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourself because you sold me here for God. Send me before you to preserve life. That is the way a good man sees things. All things work together for good. Verse 20. Put on verse 20. He said, don't be grieved or angry. Okay? And also do not be concerned about your goods for the best of all the land of Egypt are yours. Verse 21. And the sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them cart according to the command of Pharaoh, and he gave them provision for the journey. Verse 22, after the provision. And he gave to each one of them change of garment, but to Benjamin he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of garment. Verse 23. Verse 23. And he sent, he sent to his father these things, ten donkeys loaded with the goose things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain bread, and food for the for his father for the journey. Verse 24. I'm going somewhere. So he sent his brothers away and departed. And he said to them, See that you do not become troubled along the way. Don't fight yourself in the journey. Eleven brothers, they can begin to argue about their past. Did I tell you? See what you have caused. You are a disgrace. I said, if you don't sell him, look at how he's doing. They can kill themselves in the process. Remembering your offenses can destroy you. Remembering your offenses can destroy you. And destroy you. I love this. Okay. Luke chapter 7, verse 42 and verse 48 and 49. I'm going to round up. Maybe I read just one or two more and we'll round up. Luke chapter 7, verse 42, 47 and verse 48. 
and when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me therefore, which of them will love him more? When there is nothing for you to ask for forgiveness, Jesus forgives you. You are owing 10,000. Another person is owing 1 million. But Jesus looked at them and said, all of them are sinners. None of them could pay for their sins. Okay, I tell you 10,000. I tell you 1 million. I forgive you. Jesus now said, you the teacher of the law. Which one do you think will love the Lord more? Who is the one that will love the Lord more? He said, the one that have received more forgiveness from the Lord. That tells us that the one that loves Christ more is the one that has received forgiveness from the Lord. Not a self-righteous person. Not a self-righteous person. Can I shock you something? Can I say something to you? That's why some converted Muslim people are better than us. They are better. Even in character. Because you have been in Anglican church from bats. Or Kerubu and Seraphim from bats. Or the Apostolic church from bats. You have been fasting from bats. You have been going to church from bats. So church does not mean anything to you now. It's all about politics. And power play. You say you have given your life to Christ. So no doubt. But say... I go to church, do Sunday school, carry Bible. Tell What's And they have told me from the beginning. I've been doing that. But when you see somebody that is coming from the other side. That the Lord show light. He will love Christ more. Because he does not have self-righteousness to boast on like us. And gentle people, they are the most wicked people. Or dangerous people. Let me use the word dangerous. Because they will say, But it's a lie. They are sitting on self-righteousness. To rot a fork. But see somebody that is not gentle. That is fire, fire. When they change, you will know. They will also love fire, fire for God. That's what he says. Put on verse 48 and 49. Look at what he says. Verse 48 and 49. Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven you. Verse 49. Verse 49. And those who sat at the table says, among them say, who is this who even forgives sins? It's Christ. He forgives sin. And when he forgives sin, there is nothing you can do about it. The easiest way is to have the heart of God that forgive. God forgive easily and freely. He say, even your own, you can't pay. I forgive you. So why should I forgive every other person? But say, hey, but me, you, I say, it doesn't matter. But can you pay it? Can you die for your own sin? Can you die for your own sin? Forgiveness is number three things that give birth to what? New beginning. In Vicious chapter 4, verse 32. When you decide to embrace forgiveness, you discover new things will be happening in your life. God will unfold new things. When you let go of all the offenses, of the past and you embrace people you will discover that new things will take place in your life Ephesians 
Ephesians now chapter 4 verse 32. Ephesians 4 32. Ephesians 4 32. And be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgive you. That is when you give forgiveness, you will see a new life unfolding. There's nothing more precious to give to anybody around you than forgiveness. I have sinned. I forgive you. It brings genuine repentance and genuine heart of love. That will happen. Give it. Be kind one to another. Forgiving one another. In every family, forgive one another. Even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Don't wait for them to deserve it before you give it. Give forgiveness to an undeserving person. Somebody that is not deserving. Give it to the person. Maybe we read one more and we go. Let's read one more. Second Corinthians 2, 7 and 8. Second Corinthians 2, 7 and 8. We are talking about three things that give out a new beginning. If you want a new beginning in your life. So that on the contrary, you ought rather to forgive and comfort him. Let's have such a one be swallowed up with too much sorrow. Too much sorrow can swallow somebody up. But forgiveness can heal every heart. And I'm speaking to every heart here this morning. Forgive yourself of your wrong past. Embrace a second chance, a new beginning. If you have done something that is bad, don't dwell in more sorrow. Repent and forgive yourself. But please, freely also, give forgiveness to others. Let sorrow swallow another person up. Yes, forgive. Because where there is forgiveness, there is genuine healing. So that you can enjoy blessing. Rise up on your feet. That's on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, like my father, I forgive freely in the name of Jesus. I will not make things complex that are very simple. In the name of Jesus. All things are simple with me. They will not be complex with me. Go ahead and let your heart give forgiveness easily. Easily. It's difficult. It's not difficult. Just don't make it complex. Forgive easily. Lord Jesus, I receive a heart of kindness to forgive the undeserving and the unbelieving. In the name of Jesus, I receive grace to forgive in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Your two hands to heaven again. Father, I receive grace to be in charge. I will be a responsible person. I will not live my life to guesswork or chances. I'll be in charge.
I've been charged. I'll be responsible in the mighty name of Jesus. I will restrain myself. I'll put myself under check. I will not live anyhow. I will not hit anyhow. I will not walk anyhow. I'll be a responsible person in the mighty name of Jesus. As a father, I'll be responsible. As a mother, I'll be responsible. As an adult, I'll be responsible in the name of Jesus. I receive grace to put my body and emotion on that check in the name of Jesus. Father, help me to be responsible. I don't want to live a life of irresponsibility. I'll be in charge in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. All of you, open your eyes. You are going to pray one prayer, which is the last prayer we are going to pray. That God will connect you to dream interpreter. At times, they are like mentor. They make project simple. They make life easier. Money, basibi, basibi. Take this step. Avoid this spot. All of us need somebody that will interpret our dream. Look, if you don't have a dream, your life cannot be big. But if you don't have a dream interpreter, you cannot give back to your dream. Your dream will not be a reality. That's the truth. If you are going far, you must have an interpreter. Okay, this way go. Show the try lay. Show the by lay. Show the shale. Those are people. And you know some of these people, they call you all the time. And they are available. Very surprised that most people want to help us that we are willing to receive help. Now, for me, I went to Orisubari one market one day and I said, Ah, madam, shop better than any, any canino, any counter, any can be. You want to take the old shop? She laughed. You know, the woman is a very kind woman. She's just like a pastor. She has a shop. I said, No, 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 more can she renew. As we always asking my wife, where is Pastor? I've not seen Pastor in a long time. When she built another building, I went there to greet her. She said, pastor, that is how life is. You'll be surprised that many people are willing to help you that you are ready to take. Can I shock you? I just told somebody, I said, I want to have a university. He said, You want? I said, Yes. He said, Give the picture of the organization that you have. Give just snap the picture. Snap some picture around. He said, I have somebody there you see. I will send it to them. Whether this place can be a takeoff site. I said, what? And he started calling me from then. Write letter of intent. Write it. I said, no, I don't have it. He said, no, no, no. no. She said, you have the dream. I said, I have it. He said, we can start now. What? Many people want to help you. That you are willing to receive help. Many people want to help you. You need somebody that will interpret your dream and tell you, May the Lord connect you to dream interpreters. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, I receive divine connection to somebody that will interpret my vision and dream for me and make it a reality in the name of Jesus. I don't know where you want to get to. There's somebody that can interpret that blueprint in your hand. That desire. And take you from where you are to the place you want to get into. Somebody that will simplify your vision. Lord, 
give them to me. Somebody like Philip, join these chariots. Let somebody join my chariots that will make my life easy and better in the mighty name of Jesus. That will take me to the topmost top in the name of Jesus. 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 In Jesus mighty name we have prayer. Let's pray one more prayer. Raise your hands to heaven. Say father. Give my heart understanding. Of every word of God that come my way. I want to have understanding. So that I can enjoy the application. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray for yourself. Give my heart understanding. I want to understand your revelation so that I can apply it to my life in a simple way. Give my heart light. Give my heart understanding. Yes, Lord Jesus, help me. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Open your eyes. We pray one more prayer sincerely this month. You know, August is a month of new beginning and it's going. Every darkness that is before me, if you don't pray it, that's your honor. Isaiah 42 verse 16 says that Lord will turn every darkness into light. Every darkness that is before Confusion is darkness. is darkness. So we don't know how to do it in it. Not because eh, nobody is making this in the economy. Nobody. You must have testimony in this economy. You must build your house in this economy. Favor must work for you in this economy. Increase must answer to you in this economy. Isaiah 42 verse 16, put it there. He said, I will not forsake them. This is a God will not forsake you. You will not be alone in this economy. You will not be frustrated in the name of Jesus. Look at what he says. I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. If you are a thousandaire, you are not a millionaire now. You don't know how to become a millionaire. That's why you are not there. That road you don't know. It's just because you don't know it. I will say I will take you to the road that you don't know. If you are, if you are a millionaire and you are not a billionaire, you don't know how to get there. That's why you are not there. It's as simple as that. Not everyone that is a billionaire is a thief. There's a place you don't know how to get to that God must take you to. And God will take you there in the name of Jesus. That's number one. I will lead them in part they have not known. That's a new beginning. In part they have not known. He said, I will lead them there. Now look at the part three. I will make darkness light before them and cool places straight before them. Put in an amplified fashion. Put in an amplified fashion. Well, we are going to pray because at times you will see the road. Everybody is moving up and down. There is economic activity but you don't see it. If somebody just comes into Shubo and I say, ah, Shubo is a quiet buy. See economic activity one Luisa. Do you know that some people also in Lagos are complaining? Do you know some people in USA are complaining? They are complaining. So, when you don't see the way, you will complain. But when the Lord shows you the path, you will be smiling. Look at what he says. I will bring the blind by 
a way that they know not. I will lead them in path they have not known. I will make darkness into light before them and make uneven places into a plain. This thing I have determined to do for them, I will not leave them or forsake them. Raise your hands to heaven. You are going to pray. Father, turn every darkness into light for me. Let it turn into light for me. Everything that looks like darkness, Lord, turn it into light. That's what give back to a new thing. You have a project that you don't know how to handle. You have a letter you don't know how to write. You have a journey you don't know how to make. You have a promotion plan you don't know how to get to. You want to make 200,000 in a month, you don't know how to make it. You want to make 1 million in a month, you don't know how to make it. Lord, turn, turn, make uneven places into plain. Make darkness into light before me. Everything that represents darkness, darkness and ignorance, Father, turn them to light before me. Turn them to light before me. Turn them to light. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayer. Please close your eyes. You are dedicating your life. You are giving your life to Jesus. Raise your hands to heaven. And say with me, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Lord and Savior of my life. I rededicate my life to you. And I give my life to you completely. I forgive those who have offended me. And today, I receive the new life. Capacity for new beginning. Father, give it to me in the name of Jesus. Give me a new life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Everybody raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I dedicate my life for a life of new beginning. I receive new capacity to take new wine, new thing, greatness into my life, beginning from today and forever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. If I pray that prayer, shout hallelujah. Yeah, yeah.